Hey guys, we're tuning into the Tony's recap show and we have so much to talk about. We're so excited. You want to stay tuned and be in the room where it happens. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys. You are joining us for the Tony Recap, and of course, we had to open up with a Hamilton song. After their 11 wins. Big. 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 Yeah. They got close. They got close from time. Thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. We're so excited. We've been waiting to be able to talk about it for the last two hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves, because I'm not the only one here. Why don't you start with you? Uh, one, two, three, Jackie B on all platforms. I'm Angela Struck, and you can find me on Twitter at the Angela Struck, and on Instagram and Snapchat at Angela Struck. And I'm Drexel Hurd. You can find me at Drexel Hurd. It's very easy. And this is Brianna. And, and, and I am <laughs> I'm Brianna, and you can find me at bfips 14 Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. So let's just dive into it. Let us talk about James Corden. What do we think of him? I thought he did an amazing job. I thought he was really funny, kept the show moving along. Um, I was impressed that he did a good job. Yeah, I thought James Corden was really amazing. I mean, we've had some really amazing Tony Awards hosts from Whoopi Goldberg, Hugh Jackman, Neil Patrick Harris, and I thought James Corden um, did a really, really amazing job. I I loved his opening number. I, I mean, I was like... It's so emotional for people who have done theater and know that feeling of like being that kid who sees who sees theater and then gets to be a part right. of it. And I felt like that was a that <clears throat> or if your man just acted it out in front, of, made your parents watch, <laughs> did plays in the living room. Exactly, <laughs> I did that to my parents. Too. We yeah. all did. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think he did a really good job. I think he did a good job of not doing too much. He did just enough. Yeah, right. and I liked his. Uh, I liked his nod to what happened tonight in Orlando. I, 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 I yeah, I, I thought that was it. They made they made a respectful reference. Um, you had everybody have the their the little mm-hmm. silver ribbons yeah. on their lapels. Um, it was a great acknowledgement to it, without being overbearing about it. Exactly. Right. I thought the same thing. I thought it was really well done. And then he kind of moved on to focus on the night and all the nominees and people that deserved awards and attention so and I, thought I, thought it, a good job. I, I thought it was really great because you know the only person that actually m- kind of mentioned it throughout the entire night was Frank Langella Frank like that was really the only time no where, Lin-Manuel and Lin-Manuel yeah, did yeah, too yeah. as well yeah. but I mean like Frank what Manjola. was great was it wasn't like a big focus like every performer would come up there and try to say right. something it was just like great we understand what's happening and and the two people who you know who were probably some of the greater orators in the in the mm-hmm. room Lin-Manuel and Frank Angela you know were the ones who uh, say so said something. Yeah, and Franklin Jill's speech in overall just I was like about to cry. Yeah. And then for those of you that noticed, um, they took all the, the guns out of the Hamilton. Yeah, they, right, they, right. they said before we're not gonna do this, we're not gonna put muskets in this because we wanna be respectful for what happened. Sensitive, yeah. 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 Which was I would think was a good idea for you didn't need it in the number either. No. That's no. the that's the beauty of theater to me though, because there's there's so much <clears throat> the audience doesn't the audience can do things with the power of suggestion, right? right. Mm-hmm. And right. if you didn't, if you haven't seen Hamilton yet, or you're planning on, like, you wouldn't know that there were muskets in that number in the mm-hmm. first place. It just did not seem like I, I've seen it. And I forgot that, you know. I was like, oh, where would they go? 
like watching it again, I was like, where would they go now? Yeah, I yeah. can't even begin to yeah. imagine that with extra props. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so James Gordon did a great job. Overall, I think the Tony Awards, they did a really good job with it. They The show moved along at a good pace. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're dealing with a three-hour show. We're going to be tired. Yeah. We're going to be like, when is this going to end, even if yeah. we're loving it? Yeah. And unlike previous years where it's run very long because they've tried to put so much little shtick in, I think that they did just enough, except for maybe the Broadway karaoke. I think, yeah, yeah, that was the thing, is because they released it online, you were feeling like, are they doing something different with it? And they really didn't, so. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah just, that was a bit superfluous, I yeah. think. Um, but I'm with you, I love that opening number, that that could be me. Mm. I thought that was like a big highlight, and just to hit all those shows that we oh, all yeah. love. It was like 30 plus shows. I was like, you know, you were on your edge of your seat, like, what's the next one? <laughs> Trying to guess it right away, it was so good. Um, and I loved his opening kind of monologue about. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline like the Oscars with d- diversity. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Trump wants to build a wall around the theater. We knew, yeah. we knew diversity would be showing its head because Broadway has always been much more ahead of the game with diversity and with trying to acceptance do stuff acceptance and, yeah. wise, right. rather yeah. than And we Hollywood. have shows like Hamilton and The Color Purple and Oh yeah. You know, so it, it's it's nice to see a celebration of diversity. Which we'll talk about a little bit later obviously as we get to the winners, but you know, this is the first time in his Tony history that all four musical actor, 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 musical actor musical roles actors, were all yeah. people of color. So, uh, that was also really amazing to yeah. to see. So, let's talk a little bit about the performances now that we're getting into that a little bit. Mm. Did did anyone have favorite performance that they saw besides Hamilton? <laughs> okay, so I loved, and I still do, Cynthia Erivo and the entire cast of Color Purple mm-hmm. because, I mean, I got I saw it uh, a few months ago. It was amazing. I saw it with Jennifer Hudson. Heather Headley is, you know, Heather Headley. I mean, she's Aida. She's Nala. She's everything. And, uh, and she was the witch in Into the Woods at the Muni last year, which is crazy. Um, but... That performance was amazing. Uh, incredible. I, I got chills so again, seeing yeah. it again. Just all of the voices, every voice that started singing, I was so like, it, they all equal, like, they're all equally as good. Yeah. Yeah. They did a different number on Colbert, and that was, then I, after seeing that number, I was like, oh, this is so good. And then I started just like Googling all the other numbers. It, it's, it's a really well, it's a really well cast cast. Right. Yes. That was a force. That performance was... Un- uh, to me, I think that took the, the night mm-hmm. as the best, yeah. That took the night. The biggest surprise for me of the night, though, was Waitress. Yeah. Because yes. I hadn't heard the music, and I was purposely not listening to Sarah Bareilles' <clears throat> CD that she put out or on Spotify. They have her singing every song. And I was like, I don't want that to influence what the tracks are supposed to sound like to me. Yeah. So I didn't listen to it. And then the first song came on that they did, and I was like, okay, this is what I expected it to yeah. be. And then that second song, t- I was like, whoa. Yeah. It's it's funny, though, because we talked about this at dinner where uh, the actress is kind of doing, Sarah she's Bell. doing Sarah Barry Ellis as the waitress. Yeah. yeah. Which um, and, and not um, 
and uh, not a Carrie Carrie Russell. Russell. Carrie Russell. I, you know, I liked it because if I was going to see that musical, I would actually want to see Sarah Barry Ellis in the role. I'm a huge fan of hers. So um, knowing that she grew up being so passionate about musical theater, I guess I, th- I do think that people would go to the show expecting a Sarah Barry Ellis-esque performance. Well, I think Jessie Mueller is the perfect cast casting choice for that because she just came off Beautiful, right. which is a singer-songwriter Absolutely. role, so her voice feels just perfect for it. I mean, she's just like Sarah Bareilles in who she is right. as a performer, so I thought... I think it's going to be a great show. I haven't seen it yet, but I definitely And I, tw- I tweeted out, I said, if you could do a joint award for Best Actress, Cynthia Revo, Cynthia Revo and Jesse Mueller, mm-hmm. but just from those performances that we saw tonight, yeah. both deserve the Tony. Um, and we talked about, or we talked a little bit, like, like we said at dinner, we were talking about how, you know, should performers who are, perfor- who are performing, who are not creating a character... Um, you know, I think Celia is a little bit different because it's coming from a book, and you're not really mm-hmm. mimicking Whoopi Goldberg's performance, but you're actually taking the book um, and and creating this character. But where Carrie Russell plays this character, uh, Jesse Mueller also played Carol King, so mm-hmm. she's kind of mimicking Carol King's uh, movements, and in this case, she's been mimicking Sarah Bareilles' characters. I think for me, when it's when it's like a biographical piece, it doesn't bother me. But then. Um, not that not that I didn't love the School of Rock performance. I thought it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. But it's it's obvious he's playing Jack Black. I agree. I, I wasn't crazy about that just because Jack Black is so unique in his comedy. And really, nobody can really emulate it exactly. And I just thought, I mean, obviously he's amazing. He was nominated. He's incredible. But I just didn't think that it was as like it had that humor right. that School of Rock did. It almost felt like he was angry. Um, in the performance where Jack Black can do that and it has like a tongue-in-cheek to mm-hmm. it that's just, it's a but, subtle difference. But, but where I do feel bad for him with this is is that I don't think that there's any, like when they decide to make that a musical, there's no way to play that part besides be Jack Black. Yeah. Because people expect <laughs> to see Jack Black. Because if he did it differently, yeah. then it would be why didn't he do it like Jack Black? That's true, it. yeah. So I felt like it's a lose-lose for him. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I, he, I thought he was, he, it was fun to watch. The kids were actually playing the instruments, which is crazy and amazing. The kids were phenomenal. phenomenal. Some of the best kids I've ever seen on stage. It's really interesting to me because, like, as the years are going, like these past few years, we've been getting so many musicals that have a large kid cast. Matilda, Um, Christmas Story, Matilda. And these kids are outperforming the adults on the stage. Like, let's talk about that. Like, Billy Elliot. Yeah. And, and those have always been the bigger numbers, and yeah. we've always been really impressed with those kids. Well, because yeah. when you see an adult do it, you figure they've had years to perfect this. They've taken singing lessons, dancing lessons, all this. Like, this kid is, like, eight years old and doing what an adult can do. Yeah. Did you guys see the, um, there were some of the School of Rock kids um, who did, they did Broadway Backwards a few weeks ago, and three of the guys, the boys from School of Rock, were the Skylar sisters. Oh, my God. You have to watch it. It's on YouTube. On Broadway Backwards, they do uh, the Skylar sisters' number. Um, uh, for, uh, Broadway Backwards, I thought it was really cute. I, well, I, speaking of speaking of doing other people's numbers, I, I liked the kind of like ham for ham nod they did where where you have the different casts singing that was great. different I songs. That was, that was really fun. That was yeah. really I fun. thought that was so smart of them and amazing of them at the same time. Because like there's so many people that can't attend the Tony Awards mm. that are that are sitting out there. Or just they, Broadway in general. They've done the mm-hmm. yeah, they've done the in the past the big screen like let's live broadcast, but it's not the same because you're still watching on a television screen. Like yeah, yeah, you're right outside where they are, but now I get to come see you even for five seconds. Like 
some of my favorite performers mm. perform a little ditty. And it was short and sweet, too. Yes. If it had been any longer, I think it would have been like, all right, we don't need to see, you know, another it was just a show. chorus it line was or just something. A but if you notice, yeah. like, there weren't that many people outside of the Beacon Theater. Like, it was a very contained, like, probably 50 people around this stage, and they just kind of zoomed in. Well, there might have been more people, out, but that's what I was thinking. And then they had Maybe the carpet, the and then they, there. yeah, the camera yeah. was just closer. Because once they zoomed out, you're like, where are all the people going on the carpet? Where are all the people behind them? And... So that was a little weird. Unless other people could watch them from across the street, which... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they had something. They probably yeah. had screens also up, yeah. but... I feel like it was more of a, a nod to the idea or or even trying to support that idea in the future. Yeah. More so than actually, like, in practice. I will absolutely yeah, support a $10... Uh, rush ticket for any Broadway show uh, outside the theater. Good, good luck with that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Never uh, get tickets. So we've had, we've talked about the certain performances. There was, um, there was also Fiddler on the Roof that we had, which you I know was what? talking about. My friend Adam Cantor was yeah. in, which is amazing. I mean, we performed at Northwestern and Musical Theater nice. together, so it's awesome to see. When we were talking a little bit it. about how we thought the song choice, and I don't know, you weren't there with us, so what... What would you think about the song choice that they chose yeah, to do? I thought do? it was interesting because there wasn't a lot of singing. That you was, know, it that was, was just kind was of, weird. you know, the dancing. I will say, like, the spirit of Fiddler was definitely conveyed. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, I get chills. I love that show. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think there could have been. I have no issue when they do a dancing performance um, during the Tony Awards if the show is a dancing show. If like Forty Second Street. I don't want to hear you singing. Right. Right. Chorus line. Please right. do a dance. Right. 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 Yeah, that's but, true. But when you have such great songs and filler on the roof yeah. that they have, I just why not showcase the singing? I agree. They could have done a little medley or something. You know, where you get to see some of those favorites. Which a lot of the which a lot of the numbers did. So a lot of yeah. the numbers did medleys of mm -hmm. the show. But I one of the things that was really cool about Fiddler was that the first. Uh, there's only been a few times that an entire company, swings included have been on the Tony stage at this at one time and I think that's probably that had a lot that had a lot to do with why they chose that particular number because they could fit so many people on the stage without making it it's exactly. too much of a problem. I think you're exactly right. In fact, Adam wrote on his Facebook I saw today, he said it's like one of the first times every member of the cast, including all the swings, have performed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that was definitely what they were taking into account. Makes sense. Yeah. I also, I think I, I think we need to give the proper respect to Spring Awakening as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that one, I... Was, That's a hard number to put together. I was together. so interested yeah. to see how, because I knew it was a deaf um, performance, and I knew that they had people singing, but I didn't know how they did it, mm -hmm. and I was, like, so intrigued. I was like, I'm so excited to see this one, to see how they are putting it together, and I didn't realize that they were going to, you know, have some people that were deaf and some people that just signed. Right, that could sing as well. So it was like kind of a combination, which was so. And you cool. had to, you had to, you had to put the sign language into the choreography mm -hmm. of the pieces, which is also, which I thought That's was tough. also worked really well. And it's yeah. Tough. I remember when uh, Deaf West, Deaf West's uh, was on Gold Star. When that particular performance was on Gold Star, I remember here in Los that. Angeles, I remember that. I was that. like, oh, I've already seen Spring Awakening. I don't need to see I've it seen again. Spring Awakening so times. now I. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm kicking myself. Kicking I did the myself. same thing. Yeah. I am kicking my, myself. My friend, you know, he sent me a text one day and he was like, Oh, do you want to go see Def West's uh, Spring Awakening? I was like, No, nah, I've already seen it. Like, what was I thinking? Now I'm yeah. like, Oh, I should have seen I it. I know, because... I did the same thing because I've seen it three times. Um, I, I do the... love it, but I was the same way. And then I'm like, oh. They almost didn't get a chance to perform at the Tonys. I think they had to raise, they were raising money so they could all perform at the Tonys. I wow. remember uh, uh, Andy Menudis was tweeting about it, Mike Larden was tweeting about it, and a couple of the other uh, members of the cast were tweeting about it, and uh, obviously they raised enough money to... The one thing the I Tonys. saw that I was, 
I don't know how I feel about it because I could go either way, but the the singers that weren't performing, performing, just singing, were wearing modern day clothes. Yeah, the guitarist who was who was at the beginning, who sang mm-hmm. the who get, was playing the mama who bore me at the beginning. Yeah. Um, I think that Christy Christy Rodriguez was on the side sidelines. I'm I'm sure she plays a big role in the in the show. Andy Menudis, mm-hmm. uh, he was actually in costume. He, he was, well, he was signing. Yeah, he was signing. He was in costume, but um, yeah, there were like a speckle of people. I just feel like maybe it would be a little bit less distracting for me. I'm not gonna, my eyes not gonna go to them as much if they just kind of right. blend in more. Because mm. I kind of want just to watch the deaf person. I don't want to be watching. The person that's singing. Cause I think like, what's interesting to me, though, even listening to what you're saying, is stylistically, when you know when you're when you're at a show, a, a normal Broadway musical, and you have those days where you have the person signing on the side, they're the person who's wearing the like normal clothing, mm-hmm. and so it's interesting that this is flipped. It's it's mm-hmm. the reverse concept where where you have now this this singer who's just supporting the deaf actor mm-hmm. wearing the normal wearing the normal clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also had Shuffle Along perform, which yeah. I didn't amazing. find. I mean, Audrey Madonna's always amazing, yeah, and the dancing was amazing, but it didn't stick in my head like some of the other performances agree. did. I agree. Well, the dancing was sensational. The dancing was sensational. I mean, that one guy with the kicks and the mm-hmm. handkerchief on his shoe, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, it was incredible. But I agree, for some reason, it just didn't hit home for me um, like some of the others did. I think the part of the, part of the you know Shuffle Along was... A, a book from like they did it three times in like the early like 1920s 1930s 1960s all different revival but different books so they redid the book and then it became this whole brand new show um and it's all about Savion Glover's choreography and if you don't really know the story yeah you're not gonna I don't like I don't really know the story all that much but I know enough that this is all about the choreography so I think sometimes when we were watching when we were watching uh, Tony performances you know they always try to pick the numbers that get you to understand the show and I don't think they picked a well enough number to where a majority of people who don't know the music or don't know the book will understand the show. And I think that was... Especially when you have someone like Audra McDonald in your cast who is known for just having these amazing notes that she can hit. Right. Like, you're, well, you're expecting them to Billy showcase Porter? Them. Like, Billy Porter? Where did Billy Porter go in that number? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> lost in the shuffle. Billy Porter yeah. got lost. Brian Stokes Mitchell got lost. Yeah. Audra McDonald's up there. I mean, she's pregnant. So I was like, she's up there tap dancing and pregnant and doing everything that she's doing up there. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that were lost. And there were, but but I think that was that is a testament to the fact that there are so many great performers in one show and you can't really showcase mm-hmm. them all. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and then also we had uh, She Loves Me. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. It was like literally like watching She's Got Mail. I mean, yeah, I mean that's, <laughs> that's basically what, from what I, I mean, from what you can gather, that's what the story is. That's why they had Meg Ryan. Right. <laughs> Did you guys it. though love seeing vanilla ice cream? I mean, doesn't it just make you cringe thinking of the 16 bars that I've heard? You, right. Every girl uses vanilla ice cream for their 32 or 16 bars, the end. <laughs> and so it was nice to actually see it done beautifully. I well, mean, she really slayed that. Well, yeah. Because she really can't do anything wrong. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Look at her when she was in Gypsy, and yeah. she's supposed to be playing a role in Gypsy that is a background role, kind of, and she stole the and, show. And, and either not got nominated for a Tony and won the, won the Tony. And so. I love Jane she Krakowski. Plays, she, she, I, I she know, plays. I do too. I love Jane Krakowski. No she's a surprise that her split. Yeah. yeah, that split came out of nowhere. I was yeah. like, oh, I was okay, like I wow. I was like, yeah. okay, she I can dance. A, a, she's been drinking her Trot 50. <laughs> 
Nice. Yeah. Nice, I like that. That's, that's but orange juice, um, yeah, she's great. I thought she was great. I love that pink dress too. Yeah, I loved that. And I don't know. It was cute. It was yeah, cute. It was just cute. Yeah, it was, it was cute. cute. It was cute. It was cute. I, I wasn't surprised in the least that it maybe didn't win as much because I was yeah. just like, it looks like a fun show, mm-hmm. but is it amazing? Here, here's no. what I, here's what yeah. I wrote down though. Um, Gavin Creel can still do exactly what he did when he did Thoroughly Modern Millie. Like, yeah. everything that I remember Gavin Creel, like, in Thoroughly Modern Millie, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. It's Gavin Creel. And he was just, flaw- like, his voice was just as good, if not better, um, as it always has been. So it's very good. Yeah. Some, some people can just surprise you with that. It's like 30 years later, and they have the same voice they had when they were 20. Mm. You know that, that number? That, that something can't. <laughs> some... Well, some Hashtag Gloria Estefan. Oh, oh no. no, that was sad. She, I, she was so amazing. Too. She shouldn't have done that. I think she should have left she, it to the cast. She should have done more like Sarah Bareilles <laughs> did. She, yeah, she she's just fabulous. We love her, but we love her doing it in the past. And I just felt like to see her up there, she, I felt like she was struggling with her dance moves. I felt like she was struggling vocally. I just it wasn't I, that entire number. I mean, I mean, I know all these songs. I grew up with these songs, yeah. but. I, the entire number was lost to me until the two little kids. I was like, okay, that's all I'm going to remember from Yeah, I remember yeah. Grana saying, I love the two little kids. And I went, what? they're dancing. Yeah, they were great. No, I, I loved it. Like, that's the one thing we took out of that entire yeah. performance was the it's two It's a hard kids. thing, though, because they are... The- they're her songs, you know? Right. So it's like you, you get to a certain age and you may or may not be able to hit the notes or, or yeah. perform your songs in the way that you used to. I know. So it's it's hard for her because they're her songs, so it's like babies. It's like it's hard to like pass your song on to someone younger right. and let them I sing agree. it. I it, agree. It must be gut-wrenching. It. But I think... Um, I think the actress that they have playing Gloria Estefan or whatever, she was fabulous and she should have And I think it. that it's also Damn. hard because if she's singing and we're doing a compilation, I'm not getting an idea of what this right. musical is besides mm-hmm. just Sarah Brooke. Well, that's, no, not Sarah Brooke. Yeah. I mean, that's what the musical is. But that's funny. You said Sarah Brooke because like, they were night and day performances between Gloria Stefan and Sarah Brooke. Like, Sarah Brooke did not... Let, Sarah Brooke let Jesse Mueller control which, that she performance. Which right. I was surprised was at first because I thought when, when they first brought her out with the piano... I was like, oh, is this just going to be a concert? Mm-hmm. She's just going to sing a song? Yeah. And we're not going to have any taste of the play? And then they stopped and she took mm-hmm. over and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where Gloria Estefan, I think, didn't do that. It felt like a concert. Yeah. It didn't yeah. feel like a Broadway number. Yeah. It felt like a concert. I was talking to my boyfriend, though, who, um, it's like, he's he's followed her career for a long time and he, he was just like, that's, it's typical of her. He's like, she she always wants to be the, like, diva showboater yeah. person. Yeah. So, he's like, she has she has this hard time giving it up no matter what she's doing, even right. if yeah. she's in a cast of different people. Yeah. I think she should have done the introduction. Everybody yes. could have seen her, loved her, and then she should could have, have the number do it. Segwayed it, off. And it's always itself. hard. It's always a toss-up when you do a musical, when you make a show based on music that everyone already knows yeah because you it, you have to create a story that goes with the music with the and music, yeah. yeah i mean i feel like people are that are going to go see on your feet are going same as like mama mia people are just going to hear those songs and dance in the audience and on, your feet, on your feet's already closed yeah i believe it's already okay. closed. It closed. Yeah, it's well. like let me tell you if you ever live in new york you know that when you when you have a show in the marquee theater it lasts like two seconds. Yeah. It is like a death trap for any Broadway musical going in there. It does not last very long. I mean, Wonderland lasted like a second. Like I blinked and it was gone. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah. Um, and I think... The only other kind of performance, we already kind of talked about Hamilton's in the beginning when we were talking about what It's they... amazing. I mean, clearly, bright it's star. Hamilton. It's like, I what else are you going to say? Star too oh, was yeah, great. Bright star. Bright I, thought, I thought that was really good. I have wanted to see that since I saw the little trailer they put up, which is now I'm like kicking myself that I almost <laughs> forgot it. Yeah. But if you knew my story, they say. It looks like such a fun musical. I so too. And when I heard Steve Martin was making a musical, I'm like, oh, it's going to be like a comedy thing. It's going to be like. Slapstick, and it's not. Right. How about what he introduced it oh, though? Okay. Well, you can cute. either work really hard or already be famous. That was cute. Really, I Steve thought Martin. it was hilarious. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But you know, you know, Bright Star was based off of uh, Steve Martin's mm-hmm. album. Yeah. So they kind of like, like it just. If you've heard that album, if you've heard what's it called? It's called uh, "Love Has Come for You" with Edie Brickle. Like, it's a pop folk album, so like that's their kind because of style. He plays so, banjo. Right, and so it just made a little bit more sense that Bright Star kind of had that feel. But it did remind me a little bit. And we talked about it earlier. It reminded me a little bit of Once, um, and just that feel. Mm. Like, yeah, this is just a very nice performance. And, mm. and I mean, uh, it. We're we're also <clears throat> just basing it off of this one performance we've seen sure. and the trailer. I mean, we we you may go and it might be the best thing you've ever seen. Right. I I thought the singing was incredible and I thought the music sounded really. I mean, if you like that kind of style, which I do, mm-hmm. I, I loved that. I thought it was really well done. And I love the costumes, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love anything with, it. like, 40s, 50s. Like, I love that style. Yeah, yeah. It's period pieces. I love yeah. it. But, yeah, so Hamilton's amazing. Yeah. I don't know what else we can really say about Hamilton's be- I mean, you know it's so amazing. There's so much to say about Hamilton, yet you don't want to oversaturate, like, an entire... You could, we could talk about Hamilton all day. Yes. It's, it's like when James Corden was like, so, Dad, like... Anything you want to see now that you're right. here? Well, Hamilton's winning a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, right. He was like, the show won't be entirely Hamilton. There will be commercial. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll begin it with Hamilton opening the, the entire show, and then we'll end it with Hamilton closing the show. But yeah. We're, we're not saying it's an amazing musical, but, but just watch. Right, right. right. Um, the other performance, we had that little taste of Chicago, which... Yeah. I did not Baby realize it now is the longest-running American musical. The, it's yeah. funny because it's actually the revival of Chicago that's the longest-running right. American yeah. musical. Wasn't that was that previously Fame of the Opera? Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it is now. Which I've seen Chicago, and I prefer the movie. I do too. If you've ever seen yeah. Chicago on, on Broadway, right. like it's, it's very, in this very bare bones. small black box yeah. theater. It's very yeah. bare bones. Yeah. yeah, it's very rough. It's not that it's I, bad. I mean, I love Fosse though. So yeah. if you're going to get a sense of the 30s, yeah. uh, 20s and 30s, and like just have that feel and to go for the dancing, it's great. Just not for necessarily a, the storyline gets. Or you're going for the star, or you're going for the <laughs> name on the marquee. Yeah. yeah. At the beginning, you were behind BB Newworth. You saw Showing all the all different the stars, stars yeah. that have mm-hmm. come on there. I think that that's kind of been the secret to Chicago. Yes. Is you know Mama Morton and all that. You can there are star vehicle roles that people they don't really have to be that great of a singer because it's right. a dancing show. Mm-hmm. It's a Fosse dancer show. So a Except lot of people. For Roxy or, yeah, or, yeah, or, but I, I mean there are only a few people that actually really sing. So I think it's easy to put celebrities in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lisa Rinna. Did you realize she was in that? I was like, oh gosh. When I saw the Housewives, I feel like all the Housewives have gone cycle through at some point. When I saw that, it was Ashley Simpson. Oh. Yeah. Well, the movie is is much better. Catherine Zeta Jones is incredible, but I it doesn't have the Fosse feel that the play that that. the musical does, the stage. So you should definitely see both. 
Definitely yeah. see both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There is something, too, to be said, and I mean, it comes with musicals like Chicago and like Rent, where, where you can get away with having like almost no set. And that's, yeah. Yeah. that's something, I mean, it's not something I really thought, to me, worked for Chicago. I almost wanted more of a set well, in yeah. that case. Once you've seen the movie and you see them bring yeah. all this stuff in for the numbers, exactly. then it's like, then you want it. Yeah, yeah. then you exactly. want it. Yeah. I think that's the downfall. Is like, if you see the movie first, the play's never going to measure up. Yeah. If you've right. seen the play first, then you'll have that still lovingness for the play. Mm-hmm. But I do think, like, I, I do have a love of avant-garde theater, so I do, I do think that you know, one of the beautiful things about theater is being able to have almost no set and then right. just pull off a play. Right. Yeah. Which happened tonight. I mean, the, um, the, the, um, what's his face? The guy who won for the Arthur Miller, for the Arthur Miller, um, oh, director. Evo. 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 Yeah. It's like the, the staging he did for both of those was kind of bare avant-garde bones. or bare bones, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, it worked. He mm-hmm. won for it. Yeah. 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 I think you almost have to do that, though, when you're doing, like, Arthur Miller. It's been done so yeah. many times. You have to reinvent it. Yeah. You can't just do the same. Yeah. Talking about the um, the winners of the of tonight, was there someone or anything that surprised you that it won? Surprise. Or surprised that it lost? I don't know why, but I thought the as far as, like, the Arthur Miller showdown, as I like to call it, <laughs> um, I you know, because it's the two plays directed by the same people. But um, I thought The Crucible was going to end up being more award-winning than The View from the Bridge, and I don't know why I thought I that. was surprised because I Maybe thought... it's because I heard so many... So I had so many friends that talked so much about how much they love The Crucible, and it's like, okay, you realize you can't win award shows just based on that, but... Um... I was surprised, um, play-wise, I had heard so much about Eclipse, and I thought yes. Eclipse was going to take home... And I, yeah. it didn't really win anything. Well, and and I, I think that had a lot to do with the fact that it was Lupita Nyong'o, like, she is the name, so a lot of attention is going to be on these shows, whether there are bigger names or it's their Broadway debut. Um, the thing that it was making big, big headlines about that show as well was it's, like, literally all women of color. Right. You know, and there's no there's no men in the play. It's run all by women. And and to me, I don't know, maybe that's it's because I, I put some sort of, like, personal effect on that. Like, oh, I love, I love that that they did that, you know. Um, kind of like know. Waitress. Like, you know, it was an all f- f- women-led uh, from the top down. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The entire crew. Yeah. Uh, director on down. So mm-hmm. um, I thought that was... So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I only... The only ones I missed on my little ballot... I don't know if everybody felt a little bad. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually just um, counting mine up because I was like, I feel like we need to say. I got like, how many did I get? I got 12 oh, out of 24 or something like that. Yeah, I got I, like half. Half. I got, of, I got 11. Um, I don't even know. Oh, I missed both, both hey, actresses. Count yours up really fast. We'll keep talking. Both actresses <laughs> of a play in a musical. And um, I had actually put down Jesse Mueller for Waitress over Cynthia Erivo, even though I knew... What might happen? Like, okay. I was pulling for something, but I was like, oh, Jesse Mueller might take it. I yeah. knew Frank Langella was going to win. I knew I it. I got 12. But I love... Nice. <laughs> I love Jeff Daniels, <laughs> so I, I, I selfishly was like, I'm just putting him... That's because. my problem, is I put sometimes the ones that I wanted to, yeah. even though I was kind of like, it's not well, going to win, but like... I would have had 12. Sorry, I'm not to interrupt you. I would have had 12. It's my fault. It's his fault, because... I was going to pick The Color Purple for That's Revival, and he made me change it to Spring Awakening by convincing me. I thought that Spring Awakening was 
I loved Color Purple. I just thought Spring Awakening was a directionally a better show. Mm. Like, even though I didn't see it, like I. But from what I've seen so far, I'm like the Color Purple is what it is. But Spring Awakening, Michael Arden's direction it, had a something complete, new, something completely new. Like how do you do that? But That's I feel the, the reason why I picked Color Purple over Spring Awakening is because I was feeling people were doing the same thing that I did. With with the gold star tickets, you know, where you're like, I've seen this, and then you're like, No, that was stupid of me. But it's like, like Tony feel... winner, Tony voters are all in New York. It's not like they haven't seen these shows. They can't say like they haven't, you know, seen the difference between the mm-hmm. two shows. And I think what really saved the color purple was Cynthia Erivo and um, and the direction by uh, who directed uh, John Doyle. Like it was it was and like Oprah. a bare bones and Oprah's and Oprah's name i don't um, sometimes i wonder though because when people are voting for shows and this happens in the oscars a lot it's like screeners are easier to see than shows obviously mm-hmm. but you get all these screeners and like sometimes people are just like you know voting for what's more more popular they've mm-hmm. seen more or, or what they, they think is probably gonna win mm-hmm. yeah now to go back to angela since i did cut her off <clears throat> with you picking your favorites rather than what you probably thought would win what was your what was your total you got Oh, I, I didn't even count it up because I didn't even, uh, I've like circled some of them and then I like changed some. Yeah. I think I'm like around eight or something because um, I, I voted with like who I wanted. Like I knew Megan Hilty wasn't going to win, and but I, I love Megan Hilty, so I put Megan Hilty. I put Megan Hilty even though I was like, I know it's going yeah. to Hamilton, did but you, I love Megan. Put not Hamilton. Jonathan Groff over in the featured actor? Uh, I did not. Oh, okay. Because she was like, I really I want did. Jonathan Groff to win. Because he's and never like, won. Right. And I was like, I think it's going to be David. No, I knew it wasn't. That's why I was 100% sure. Like, other ones you can kind of, like, convince yourself, maybe. But that one, I was like, no, it's not going to go to Jonathan Groff. And I know that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I want him to win one, one day. Yeah. One day, Because yeah. I think he's talented he's enough. He's talented. Well, I'm sorry. Are we all so happy for Leslie Odom? I love yes. him. Yes. I was so happy because there was that little part of me that was like, maybe it's going to go to Lin-Manuel, which... Not that he's not great, too, but he has a Tony. Yeah, and uh, Leslie Odom, I actually interviewed him a few years ago at the o- OBs, and he's, like, the nicest individual ever. He looks super nice. And I just felt like he's so deserving. I mean, he's done so much great work. And but. also, if you think, I mean, not that not that I'm, I'm saying that, like, if you divvy it up, this is better than this or whatever, but... Um, Lynn technically already won a Tony in this show. Right. So, right. so several. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's not crying. So over yeah. He's so not, it's like it's it. it's almost it's almost nice to say okay we're we're acknowledging that you have this fabulous yeah. voice. Yeah. But no. when you do see Hamilton, you will know. And if you get a chance to see uh, Leslie Odom Jr. in it, you will know why Leslie Odom got. Well, that even Tony just listening this. to the soundtrack. I feel like he that is Aaron Burr. And yeah, that, his voice that is so moving. It's almost, I feel like, the better role to play. Yeah. yeah. It has more depth to it. Mm. And anyone who can, it's kind of like, like I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Any person. He's like the out, Snape. He is the Snape. <laughs> he is the Snape. I was about to say that. He, any person that, that can play a role that is supposed to be a bad guy, but actually you turns out them. to be, you actually, in terms of loving them, um, that is a testament to the actor. More than it is, um, like Christoph Waltz in um, everything. Yeah, <laughs> you just love Christoph Waltz. <laughs> not no, Big Eyes. Um, I did not love Christoph Waltz. What is the one <laughs> where they're Have killing you seen Big Nazis? Eyes? I can't think of Watch it. No, he's but he's not a good guy at all in that one. He's just, <laughs> like at least Aaron Burr, you can see there's there's some sort of conflict. like life situations and conflict that are making him 
seem more bad than he is. Yeah. Whereas in that movie, he's well, just, that's true. Yeah, he's I just, just a terrible like the person. People that, you know, when when somebody can play like kind of the bad guy, and yeah. he's so like, well, and they set you up for it in Hamilton because in the beginning, he's like, I'm the son of a bitch that shot him. Like you, you already kind of feel a regret. Yeah. So you already know going into the show, no matter what he's doing, that at the end of it, there's going to be a regret. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> could I just one side note about what you guys think of all the celebrities, like the movie stars? Did you guys see Anna Wintour sitting there with her no. sunglasses yes. on <laughs> in the theater? I didn't. I did I not see that. I was like, "Are you serious but right that's now?" So special. There was someone that was <laughs> mic'd throughout the whole so show, and then every once in a while, like when Lynn won, they were like, "Yes." I and think it, it was, was James what? Corden. Was it James Corden? I, I think, think so, it was. Yeah. I think it was. Because there were a couple yeah. times where I was like, oh, that sounds like him. Like I, they just I just kept hearing the voice, and I was like, who are they not turning the mic down on? That was kind of like yeah. in the Grammys when Justin Bieber's guitar was still on, and he was practicing, or at least that's the rumor. Uh, like, you could still hear, like, during somebody's performance. I think it was Adele's performance. Maybe it was the Billboard, one of the two, where mm-hmm. you could hear the guitar, and that's how Adele ended up getting off pitch. It was somebody's guitar in the back. Wow. Renee Ells Goldberry. Justin Bieber, of course. <laughs> that's my girl like we were talking about Leslie Oldham Jr but Renee Ellis Goldberry like deserved that yeah I loved Philippa Sue I mean everybody and we talked about it between the fe- between the actress in a musical and the features act- featured actresses I feel like this is the first time where all ten actresses were amazing were deserving yeah like not that none of them are ever deserving, but like th- these were. This is just a hard choice is, because all of them were just. This is a year so where you're good. like you really have to. It comes down to like the littlest yeah. thing to choose between them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because other years like people go up, they're a good singer, like we've said, mm-hmm. and it's just there's there's nothing that's wrong with what they did with the characters. Just maybe the character just wasn't mm-hmm. anything to do with that can make it. Oh my god. Yeah, it's kind of like. With Bright Star, you've got Carmen Cusack, who nobody knows, yet her performance was so good tonight. Yeah. And I was it like, was. you probably still have no idea what I'm talking about, but because she was, <laughs> because there was so much happening during that Bright Star right, performance, right. Yeah. but she was the one who was singing um, mostly during that. Yeah, and, you know, I just, all the performers in the Tony Awards, like, you have to imagine the nerves going through, I mean, this is your shot to show the world outside of New York. Mm-hmm what your show is about mm-hmm. and like why you should see it when it goes on tour or why you should go to New York and see it. Like not only are you trying to just have a good performance, like mm-hmm. you're like trying to sell your show. And yeah. and on tour. Because a lot of things like coming here to the Pantages or if mm-hmm. you're at the Fox Theater or if you're in Raleigh or any of those big places that the regional theaters go uh, to, you've got to sell those tickets too. Yeah. I think theater actors too just live the work that they're doing so much more than, you know, I hate to generalize, but movie no, or, or television yeah. oh, actors. I, I just feel like they're so entrenched in it. They're doing this show, you know, eight times a week or whatever. And it's just, I think it's just another level of connection to their well, work a movie, that they really a movie, take pride three in months showing. of your life, yeah. really. Like, I mean, you're going to have a little bit of beforehand, but three mm-hmm. months of your life, you're on that set doing that movie and then it's done. Right, right, and there's no, there's no stunt double or dancing double or body double in right. theater. It's like, there, and there's no you cut. do that, there's yeah, no yeah. Cut and redo. And I think the other thing is too, if you're shooting a movie, you can, you know, you may not even work with ninety percent of the cast. Right. Whereas Especially when voice. you're exactly, yeah, like when you're in a theater production, you're all together, you all know each other, your family, and you've spent hours teching all of that stuff. So it's just, yeah, I mean, anyone, you know, I used to do community theater and in high school and stuff and like at the end of a show like it is yeah it's like 
graduation all over again. Like, I'm, yeah. like, crying. I'm not going to see you every day. Like, yeah. it's heart-wrenching. Like, you invested your life into this show for who knows how long. Exactly. And, yeah. and I think the other thing about the Tonys, too, is is that a lot of these people, this is their first time performing on the Tony stage. So or on they camera. are on camera or anything. Like, so they are putting in... Not, I mean, they put in 110% every night, but now it's like, hey, mom, I'm on television, and this is the one time that you might be able to see me in this yeah. show. Well, and um, you don't want to Brooke Shields it and yeah. mess up yeah. and become the meme of the year. Right, Aww. right. Oh, no, Brooke you, Shields. You, you, that, yeah, okay, that year much. when she had to pull up the card and read it, everyone saw it. And, and kind of like, who's that guy that got knocked out with the, you know, the bar came down was a couple of years ago? Oh, uh, uh, Poison Singer, um, um, God, I can't even remember his name. Yeah, but I can't. You guys remember? It was the Rock of Ages um, show. He was kind of showboating in the front, like, "Yeah, hi, I'm great." And then he came back, and, and the, the set was coming just... down. Oh, and my gosh. friend was actually a dancer um, during the Tony Awards in that time, and he was like, "Yeah, like he was told like during rehearsal, like you need to, you need to be on this point at this time because this set's coming down." And yeah. he just gets. Yeah, <laughs> Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels, yeah. Yeah. Who thought he was the show? And the show got Not him. about you. And the show got him. Yeah. show showed him. I was surprised that there was no closing number this year. Like, it was, there was the Hamilton number. They were up there singing, but usually the host does, like, a little recap, kind of. Yeah, maybe Hamilton I'm just used to the, the show. Harris. It was, like, Hamilton in the open, Hamilton in the middle, Hamilton at the Yeah, it was definitely the Hamilton Tonys. Yeah. Hamilton um, knew it was going yeah. to be, because going into it, I actually like that there was no closing thing because once you get to the end of like a three hour show, as much as as much as we love theater, as much as we love watching performances, you're like, mm-hmm. I agree. Move I, on. I think we had seen it all at that <laughs> yeah. point. And I think, you know, I, I like it when the hosts know that they're not the focus of the night. Yes. You know, yeah. and I just felt like I he was serving these shows and trying to just highlight them as best he could. It wasn't the James Corden performance. He had his one number. Yeah. The only time, and I found this out later, um, I liked when Neil Patrick Harris just did that really quick recap where he was like singing everything that had happened through the night. Mm. Like, a, like here's what you missed if you walked away with it. Yes. That was and cool. Lin-Manuel Miranda was actually like, I guess, backstage writing that out mm. as the show was going on. Wow. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of yeah. cool. But um, I understand what you guys are saying as well. Um, I'm in the chat room right now, and there was a lot of things that were happening, just technical things that happened throughout the show that were really a little weird. Like in the in the She Loves Me number, I saw a follow spot that just did not make it to the actor. Oh, yeah. The I was like, what? Is the follow spot going to make it to that I guy? Know. I know. He was just sitting there in the dark. He was for like mm-hmm. a for like good 30, 30 like, seconds. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, are they going to get him? Is he ever going to be on camera? Yeah. Um, theater people. Right, theater for real. Um, but uh, there was another point uh, where... Christopher Fritz, or uh, it was Best Direction of a Musical, and you know it's John Doyle, Scott Ellis, Thomas Kale, George C. Wolf, Michael Arden, and Michael Arden is in the theater somewhere, obviously, and uh, they show Christopher Fitzgerald, um, who played Bach in Wicked and a couple few other things, and they showed him instead of Michael Arden. <laughs> <laughs> the one time where, you know, Michael Arden, you know, I mean, how many times is he going to, I mean, obviously his career is, is going to take off after Spring Awakening. Uh, but this is like first time, um, not his first time on the Tonys, but like first time, like nominated for mm-hmm. anything. And they show somebody completely different. And um, uh, that was, uh, you know, I'm like, how do you miss that? I mean, they go through rehearsals for yeah. these things. <laughs> yeah. Not all white people look alike. 
<laughs> and they put your names on the seat. Right. It's like it's you know who's sitting, sitting where, yeah. even if you don't visually know well, that the spaces. There was like that one year where the sound kept messing up throughout the entire Tonys, and I just remember all of us sitting at my house just being like, "Well, someone's fired." Mm. Yeah. Like that's all you think about. It's like whoever's in yeah. charge, like their life is going to be. They're getting hell. in trouble. Yeah. Um. All right. I is there anything else anyone wants to talk about? Um. Well, Hamilton won eleven. Eleven. Eleven yeah. Tonys tonight. I thought they that was close. very commendable. Yeah. Um, well. Of course, we have you know a, a lot of the great technical. Uh, we talk a lot about the actors. Talk yeah. a lot about the scores, and um, you know we've got costume design. I mean, everybody that pretty much won. I mean, Hal Binkley, Hamilton. If you watch Hamilton, the way that the the lighting is on that stage, well deserved Tony Tony Award on that. Um, direction of a play. One of the, I mean, here in Los Angeles, we have Disney, uh, Disneyland. Um, Aladdin just, uh, Frozen just replaced Aladdin. Aladdin. Aladdin was such a good show. We talked a little bit about Eclipse at the beginning of the show, or just, uh, just a little while ago. Liesl Tommy, who directed Eclipse, directed Frozen at the Hyperion. Uh, so she's the director at the, at the new show that's, uh, that's playing at the Hyperion. And... Um, yeah, we always forget about those like technical because they're not shown on TV. Yeah, because we're yeah. just given a quick choreography. Surprisingly, not shown on TV. Best choreography, not shown as a speech. And also, I mean, it was yeah. shown, but it wasn't like it was like it was not like presented. Also, as a... you had told me <clears throat> earlier that you said you were a little surprised that Hamilton got it. I was surprised because I thought Save Young, because I thought like a show that's so fo- like I love a- a- Andy Blankenbuehler. I love him in I love choreography in the Heights. Loved him in Bring It On, um, but. Save Young Glover? Yeah. Like, how do you... Yeah. I mean, it, Shuffle Walk is the dance show. Yeah. And how does that show not win? Um, yeah. Especially but, when you've got so many people, like, that are not dancers. Billy Porter, Angela McDonald. Yeah. Like, and you're you're literally taking those people out of their element and throwing them in and making them tap dance. I'm sure they all learned, like, I in school, obviously. felt like Hamilton's a bit more inventive. It is. You know, than the... <clears throat> it is. It's just, like he said, you know, he... The choreography's been done. The choreography's won, I believe. Many times. Many times. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I mean, know. I love Andy Boyer. Obviously, Hamilton deserved all 11 Tony yeah. You know, and I, I want to throw out a nod to dancers and choreographers because they don't ever get as much acclaim or recognition as the actors and the singers do. And their job is so tough. So right. tough. And taxing. Like, by the, by, usually, like, early to mid-30s, you're done. That's mm. it. Mm. So, you know, nod to, to all of you guys. And uh, and then of course we can't we can't not talk about the best play, which was the humans. Oh, um, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I you know, eclipsed the father, humans, King Charles III. Um, I mean, I really I want to see King Charles III. I'm so <laughs> intrigued by this concept. Like I I love this. I mean, it's one of the they were saying um, that Hamilton's so interesting because it's a different take on history, and this is like almost like a projection of what could happen in the future. Mm. So. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Are there are there any? I want to see Blackburn, because that just looked like an amazing, most two, intense. Talk about a talk about a uh, what did we talk actors. about a um, two actors on a one set bare bones yeah with a table yeah. and bright lights like they said yeah oh, I love just shows like that yell like just confronting after fifteen years of having a sexual assault happen to you fifteen years later just confronting the person like can you imagine like right. sitting th- watching that. And I'm sure a lot of schools do it because it's very easy. You can do it in a little black box theater. Mm-hmm. You can just have a couple, a couple of people. A lot of scenes, a lot of scene work, um, doing that. But um, yeah, and then of course the lifetime achievement, and then memoriam. A lot of people I totally forgot about. 
Yeah. I know. I, like, forgot about Patty Duke. That's what happens because it's been a year. Some I know. of them have been like I they, forgot about Patty Duke. People that died too. like within a month or two after the Tonys last year. It's like, oh wait, yeah, they did die. Yeah, and then Alan they put Rickman. It to I did not one. forget about Alan Rickman. I mean, as I'm saying, like these people showed up. Like you're like, oh man, that was or like, you may have recent. forgot that this person did theater. Yes. You're like, right. you may yes. know that they died, but you're like, oh yeah, they were on Broadway. Roger right. Reese, like David Bowie, David Bowie, you know? uh, Marino Hara, yeah. Ken Howard, and then Kyle Jean Baptiste, who was in. Uh, Les Mis mm-hmm. um, last year. I mean, Which that was, was so sad. That was mm-hmm. so sad. That was devastating to the whole community. Yeah. yeah. And then Barb's, Barbara Streisand, came oh. out of nowhere. All right, guys. Well, there's never going to be enough time to talk about everything because we only have a short amount hour. of time. <laughs> but, um, you know, tweet us, uh, talk to us on, our, on your own if you have any questions. Like, we'd love to probably still discuss more. I'm guessing all of you guys would like to, too. Um, and also, just so everyone's aware, me and Jackie here are starting up our own show on the Popcorn Talk Network, which is our sister network, um, called Broadway Breakdown. And we're going to be starting that on June 26th, two weeks from today, 3 p.m. We're going to be discussing new shows, movies, the uh, plays, everything that has to do with Hamilton theater. is our first discussion. Hamilton is two our weeks. first discussion, and Drexel will be joining <laughs> us for that. We'll be in that room where it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you follow us. Uh, let's... Tell them where they can follow us. Oh, you can find me one two three Jackie B on all platforms. You can find me Angela Struck at um, Angela Struck on Instagram and Snapchat, and the Angela Struck on Twitter. And on all platforms, you can follow me at Drexel Heard. And I am Bfips fourteen Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. And two weeks, we'll look forward to seeing you guys. Thank you for joining us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.